break away from that discussion for just a few minutes here now and talk about a, a story that broke earlier this week. Uh, I'm not sure if you heard about it. Uh, a huge student loan scam. Two men have been charged. Well, one's been charged. One's wanted on warrants. Um, after a student loan fraud scam that ended with the Alberta Student Aid Office and several Calgary private post-secondary institutions being defrauded more than $240 million. It's been going on for two years, a two-year investigation. Uh, it took most of the loans were approved for amounts of 25000 to 38000 for each student. And that's the rub. There were no students. This was stolen identities that were then used to apply for these student loans. But the lengths that they went to, according to police, the suspects would either attend classes themselves or have other people sit in seats with those classes posing as the fake students simultaneously at multiple schools using different fraudulent identities in order to maximize their payouts. I mean, this was a pretty sophisticated operation to the tune of $240,000. And again, it's the identity fraud. That's what the key is. So to get some insight on how this kind of thing happens and how you can protect yourself, we're going to chat now with Spencer Callahan, who is a senior manager of communications at the Canadian Internet Registration Authority. Spencer, thanks for joining us this morning. Appreciate your time. Thanks for having me. This student loan scam seems like a new one to me, is it? Or have you seen something like this happen before? Uh, well, I mean, I mean, you you name it. There's there's a scam somewhere yeah. that's been attempted. Um, you know, I can't say I've specifically heard of this exact type of scam before, but that, that doesn't mean it doesn't happen because there's there's literally thousands and thousands of them. I think what you're seeing is just the you know the the, the critical issue here is just how much data there is available about virtually all of us out there on the internet, both data we've chosen to put out there and data we may not have chosen, and unfortunately, that is. That is the weak link in some of these situations is, is that's how they, they use the, that data to exploit these types of systems. Yeah, so they get those data leaks. And, you know, we, we cover the stories every once in a while. Big, big, big companies saying, uh-oh, we've got, a, we've got a data breach. We've got a data breach. And that, that information gets leaked out. Is that where the, primarily the information comes from? Well, I mean, I mean, to be honest, there, there's two sources where this information comes from. Uh, one is um, what you just mentioned, which is data breaches. Uh, large organizations get uh, get hacked, and their their data gets leaked or or sold on the dark web and things of that nature. Um, those are obviously very disturbing, and and you know we see them in the news all the time. But the the one that I think a lot of people need to worry a little bit more about because there's more they can do about it personally is the data that you put out on the internet voluntarily. Right. Um, and that is, uh, you know, I think, you know, if anybody has social media, you know, every, it's very easy to find, you know, your first name, your middle name, your last name, your birth date. Um, you know, it wouldn't be too hard to find most people's mother's maiden name, which we know is often yep. a, a, something that you need on a loan application or any kind of thing, uh, thing of that nature. Um, you know, the other thing that is, is important is, you know, if you think about, the, 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 the issue with the internet is, is that all of these things are interconnected, right? So, you know, you may have a, you know, a login to a Harry Potter fan site and uh, whatever password you use for that, you know, if someone hacks that, they may only get, you know, your email and your mm-hmm. first name. That's not a big deal. But the problem is if you reuse that password on multiple sites, including sites with your credit card information or your banking information, now all of a sudden getting into Harry Potter, uh, into a Harry Potter website is the least of your worries. Um, so unfortunately, what can happen is they can then use that information that they get from a relatively innocuous website to then get into more and more sophisticated sites that have better information, and more, more valuable information. So really, it's just making sure that everyone's practicing the kind of 
cybersecurity basics, uh, sort of cyber street smarts, if you will, to, to make sure that that data is protected. Yeah, I want to ask you about that in a second here, though, but it looks like when it comes to institutions, you know, Alberta Student Aid and these Calgary post-secondary, ed, it, it, you can't rely on these kind of, I mean, they were defrauded too. So it, it, it basically it comes back to you yourself trying to protect yourself, right? I mean, that's the only way to do this. Yeah, I mean, essentially, I mean, it's, it's, I mean, obviously there are different levels of responsibility here. I mean, there's government responsibility, and, mm-hmm. but, uh, but obviously there's only so much any individual can do about that. But really it's on every individual to, to protect themselves. And I mean, you know, that's the case with any kind of security, whether it be, you know, teaching your kids how to cross the street. Well, you, you also hope that the police are enforcing speed limits. So it's not just societal responsibility. It's also personal responsibility. So that's why it's important for people to learn uh, not only what's out there and how to prevent it, but also how to protect themselves and their families um, to, for, from these types of, you know, not necessarily attacks, because, I mean, in many ways, it's very innocuous. I mean, again, you know, we've seen examples in the past where, you know, that that funny survey you may have taken on Facebook to find out, you know, which uh, Pokemon character best represents yeah. you. Um, the number that a lot of those can be, um, you know, social engineering experiments to get personal data and information out of you. I mean, we've all seen um, security questions that ask, you know, what was your first make of your car? Yeah. Um, what was the name of your high school? Teacher? High school, yeah, yeah. And so it's really easy for for people to, you know, basically abuse those types of things to get that kind of information out of you. And I mean, obviously, that is, you know, a responsibility of the individual to make sure that they're not exposing that. But it's also the responsibility of institutions to make sure that they are perhaps putting in best in, in in place better practices to to make sure that doesn't happen so for all of us out there who you know do internet banking and are on social media and all the rest of these things what are the top three things we need to be aware of every single time what's the top three security suggestions that you have um yeah i mean the first one would just be password hygiene um you know it's it's um it sounds daunting. It's you know, if you think about all the different sites that we all have logins for, um, it sounds daunting, but it really is the best thing you can probably do, which is make sure that your password is unique for every single site that you visit, and make sure that it is you know complex enough uh, and not something that's easily guessed. And the best way to do that is with a password manager. So there's all kinds of free tools out there that can manage your passwords for you, okay. um, which makes it easier to have multiple different unique passwords. Um, I would say, you know, the second thing would be, you know, just to educate yourself about, um, you know, the best practices of, of what to do with these types of situations. And the number one thing there being, don't click something until you really get a chance to think about it. Um, you know, in a lot of cases, um, some of these um, attacks, particularly ransomware attacks, you know, it, it'll, they'll send you an email and they'll say it's your bank. Oh, you've got an overdraft fee. Click here to dispute it. And you may just click it because you're angry and you're frustrated and you're saying, what, that, that can't be right. So you click it without thinking, but all of a sudden you realize that that's not really your bank. Right. It's someone posing as your bank. So it's really about having that awareness to not react too quickly and to stop back and think about whether or not this is something that is legitimate. Um, and then I guess the final thing would be, you know, put layers of protection in place to protect your family and, and protect your home network and devices. Um, at CIRA, we offer a free service called CIRA Canadian Shield, um, which is, again, 100% free. We're a nonprofit, and, and we offer to protect Canadians. And it really is just a, the kind of service that provides a base level of protection against things like malware, botnets, um, um, you know, uh, ransomware attacks. Yeah. 
I mean, obviously, there's tons of other tools you could put in place. But I think even just starting with something like that would be a good first step for most people. Excellent. Great information. Thank you so much, Spencer. Really appreciate it. Thanks a lot. Yeah, thank you for joining us. That is Spencer Callahan, who is a Senior Manager of Communications at the Canadian Internet Registration Authority.